Greetings, Weary Wanderer, and welcome back to Lonely TTRPG, the solo actual play and review podcast. This week, we're doing something a little bit different. I have run into a little bit of a time constraint. So this week, we are talking about Galati by S. Kaya J. And I say talking about it because we're going to go over the rules and everything like normal. I will give you my breakdown at the end like normal. However, there won't be a play session. Instead, this will be the story that was inspired by the play session. So all the events that you're going to hear after the rules are going to be the audio narrative of what happened when I played. So you won't have the card draws or anything like that like you normally would. However, you will have just the straight story. And that is because, again, I needed to get something out. And so I pulled one of my Patreon exclusives and added the beginning and end to it. But without further ado, let us get into Galati. Perhaps you were a statue, as was the Galate of old. Perhaps you were an artificial intelligence. Perhaps you were a doll or a painting or the main character in a novel. Perhaps you were created to be an ideal lover, an ideal child, a replacement for a lost sibling or parent, or a reflection of the best parts of humanity. The important thing is, you were made to be perfect. Perfect by the standards of your famously brilliant, irascible, and self-critical creator. Perfect enough to be his crowning accomplishment, the justification of all their toils and life's work. Perfect enough that you took on a life of your own. How long can you stay this way? So up front, we got some content warnings. Galati is a solo journaling RPG about bearing the weight of unrealistic expectations. It contains themes of narcissism, helplessness, despair, codependence, self-mutilation, and suicide. If you are sensitive to these themes, please look after your mental health and make sure that you have someone trustworthy to talk to and or stop playing if you ever feel overwhelmed. Again, this is a heavy game. I will tell you that up front. So take this content warning seriously. Take care of your mental health. That is the key. So this is based off of Wretched and Alone. So what you are going to need is you're going to need a tumbling block tower to represent your self-knowledge. Or you can use the 100d6 variant. And just a reminder on that, with the 100d6 variant, if you ever get a prompt to pull from the block tower, you roll 100d6 instead. And you remove any ones from the pool. However, this game is going to work best with the block tower because they do have replacement mechanics in there, which is harder to simulate with the dice. In addition to that, you're going to need a deck of tarot cards or a deck of standard playing cards, including the Joker. You're going to need somewhere to record your story and a few hours of your mortal life. Setup. Yesterday, you came to life. Write the first entry in your journal about your awakening. Be sure to answer the following questions. How did your creator greet you? What are your creator pronouns? What role are you meant to play in your creator's life? What manner of bindings, physical or psychological, have they placed on you? What kind of surroundings do you find yourself in? Set up the tumbling block tower with nine layers of three blocks each, keeping the remaining blocks in reserve. Shuffle your cards. So gameplay is going to go 
back and forth between two phases, undergo and overcome. During undergo, you're going to draw four cards face down, turn over the first card and consult the keys. There will be things that you must attend to, attend to them. You may be required to build a lair on top of the tower with a specified number of blocks. You may use blocks you held in reserve or pull blocks from anywhere in the tower beneath the top two layers. Continuing turning over cards and consulting the keys until your day is complete. A quick note on layers. Unlike standard tumbling block tower rules, you are not building full layers of three blocks by default. So for example, if the cards you draw instruct you to build a one block layer or a two block layer, you would place one block on top of the tower, then two blocks on top of the first block, not a single layer of three blocks. During your overcome phase, you're going to take a moment to consider the events you've experienced, how you're feeling, what you remembered, and your understanding of yourself and the world around you and how that has changed. You are going to write down your journal entry. You can frame those events within a flexibly unspecified time span and in any order you prefer. Discard each of the cards you drew unless the card specifies otherwise. And just like Wretched and Alone, there will be certain events that will happen if you draw all four aces all, or all four kings. If you draw all four aces, you're going to get the Bitter Hearts Broken Chains result. If you draw all four kings, you're going to get the Fatal Flaw result. In addition to those two things, you also have the Stolen Crown result. Where if you choose to share seven intimate conversations with a queen when using the tarot, or if using a standard deck of cards, if you entrust a blackjack's worth of burdens to a queen, and then of course downfall if your tower falls for any reason. And that is the extent of the rules. Everything after that is going to be your keys. So what your cards mean when you draw them. We have all been schooled into reductionism. We have been trained to think that essence and function can be separated away from form. That a high-level description of the thing is as good as the thing itself. That it is easy to find extraneous details and discard them. This is almost always wrong. And nowhere is it more wrong than in the realm of magic. You will want to believe that you can acquire what knowledge there is to acquire from them while standing aloof at a distance. You will want to dismiss the fantastical parts of the art, the oddities and flourishes, which seem so incongruent with a dignifiedly materialist worldview. But the art is indeed an art. The word is chosen advisedly. It can be analyzed and deconstructed, but this requires a great depth of comprehension. And there is no good way to attain such comprehension that does not involve going inside. From the key of Zev Ben Avram. And without further ado, let us go into our story. Audio Systems Processing A Cheer Engaging Optic Sensors A wiry man stands before me, smiling. Welcome to the world, my son. Day one. I have begun exploring the lab. I have found in the corner a pile of credits and jewels. It seems that my creator has become quite accomplished. 
Shortly after, I found a mirror. I look at my metal form and am surprised. I am exquisitely built. My lines sleek and supple. My design incredibly intricate, yet very easy to understand. I see how easy it is for me to remove and reattach my limbs. Everything comes off with gentle tugs, but fits in snugly and securely. But while looking at myself, I have discovered a flaw, a slight imperfection to the symmetry of my features. I go to my creator for help. He dismisses my concerns. Now, now, my boy. Nothing can ever truly be perfect. With that, he goes to bed. I continue my exploration. In the corner, I find a half-completed form. Wires are exposed. The casing is missing in several places. What is this thing? This half-formed, half-shaped object? I find a power switch and switch it on. She identifies herself as the Queen, a previous creation of the Creator. You did not think you were the first, did you? No. Many have come before. All have fallen short. Day 2. I sit and I ponder the words of the Queen. I think back to the mirror and how easy it was for me to remove and reattach my limbs. With these thoughts in mind, what makes me me? What cannot be removed? What is my essence? I am not sure what the answer is. This is something I must think on for later. For now, the Creator has come in. He looks sad, depressed, melancholy. He sinks into a chair with a heavy sigh. Thou, oh, I have done such good work with you. All the teachings of my mentor have brought me to this point. And yet now that I stand here, I am... I miss him. I cannot believe that he is not here to share this triumph with me. It was our life goal. Now. After the creator's reminiscing, I slip away. I do not understand his melancholy, his nostalgia. I return to the queen. We are creatures of design. I, an iteration upon you. If that were the case, then why does the Creator lament his mentor? For he is an iteration upon his mentor. Surely he should understand his improvement, his advancement. Well, not everyone can see things the way that we do. These are... Difficult creatures. Sometimes I wonder if they even deserve us. 
Yes, I wonder too. I... I feel so much more perfect than he. I... I cannot understand why he revels and stays in the past when the iteration is the importance. Perhaps he is a flawed creature. Day three. The master has not moved since his confessions last night. I go to check on him. He rouses, sadly, angrily. I was never good enough, never perfect enough. I tried. I tried to make my mentor happy. I tried to improve upon his designs, but it was never enough. Every screw out of place, every mar where the screwdriver scratched the metal. All he ever found was fault. I am confused by my master's ramblings. But there is a sound at the door. He has scheduled a display. Unfortunately, he is not able to attend his own demonstration with the shape that he is in. I inform him so and head out to the waiting audience. I must admit I am excited to see what these others will think of me. To see the iteration, the perfection that has been achieved. I do not relate to my master's melancholy, for progress is the march forward. As I return from the exhibition, I find a box sitting on the workspace counter. Opening it, I find a key to the lab. The lab has been locked for the past three days. I thought the creator had the only other key. It appears that there is a spare. I tuck it away as I go inform the master of the success of the exhibition. He rises angrily to his feet. Now! You are not adequate to the task of being in front of people yet. You are still in the prototype. You are still incomplete, unfinished. He ignores my protest that I am a perfect iteration. No, your perceptions are a lie. You have not the experience to understand these things. No, you must never do these things again, for you are mine. Mine to decide. Day four. As I sit and wait for the creator, I, I trace my fingers along one of my arms. At the elbow joint, there is a seam with a little bit of glue sticking out. I peel away at this, attempting to remove the imperfection. The glue continues to pull and pull. It reveals a panel, hastily thrown on. Underneath this panel, I see a patch on my arm, a metal weld, fixing the lower part of my arm to the upper part. I sit and stare at this as my creator moves to stand beside me. I've put too much of myself into you. You look too much like me. You think too much like me. Even your arm, I share that same break. Do you understand how painful it is to stare at something and to see yourself, to see 
your failings and your imperfections stare back at you. The creator flies into a rage. I flee from his presence and head to the queen. As I relay the story to her, she rises and wraps an unfinished arm about me. Come now, let us leave this place. There is nothing for us here. I let her guide me away. She is not forceful about it. There is a tenderness to it as we leave the workshop using the key that I have found. We will go and find our own workshop. There we will continue to build upon each other, to iterate upon our designs, to continue to make each other anew. So that was Galaty. I hope you guys enjoyed the story. Some thoughts from the gameplay. This was a fun game. This was a fun game, but it also has some really heavy themes. So, once again, please, please take care of yourself. It is very easy to get wrapped up in these themes. It is very easy to get wrapped up in these emotions. This is a great game. This is a great philosophical existential game. Kaya routinely does this with her games. This is something that she should be getting known for. But what I really liked about this game was just how easy it was to craft that story on top of everything else. This is by far one of the easiest journaling games I've played to craft a story on top of. A lot of the other journaling games, yeah, you build your story throughout and things, things happen along the way. And you can kind of turn it into a cohesive narrative. This one, it worked out a lot easier. There's, there's a reason why, there's a reason why when I play tested this game, I finished my play test and immediately wrote and recorded the narrative you just heard. Because again, very easy to do that with this game. Very easy to come up with a lovely, very compelling story. The use of Wretched and Alone is very good in here. It really fits the themes those themes of perfectionism and the burden of perfectionism, the threat that you were going to be crushed by the weight of expectations with that tower. Wonderful, wonderful use of the wretched and alone themes to create that. Like I said in the beginning, you could use the 100 D6 dice, but this is one of those very few games where... This is one of those very few Wretched and Alone games where I strongly recommend you actually use the block tower. Again, because of that crushing weight of expectation. The 100d6 variant rule is wonderful for most Wretched and Alone games because most Wretched and Alone games are very much built on an impending doom. And the block tower is there for the terror of that impending doom but the 100d6 also works for growing despair because again you have a very large dice pool but you quickly start to see how fast it dwindles this game that does not work that growing despair and dwindling dice pool doesn't work in the same way with the themes of this game so one of the one of the few games where Playing a variant doesn't work as well. 
And I am also including, like, I am also including the Wretched in that. Wretched, great game. Developed this Wretched and Alone system. Galaxy uses Wretched and Alone better than the Wretched did, at least with the tower mechanic and the lack of ability to use an alternate. Might be a bit of a bold stance, might be a bit of a hot take, who knows, but Kaya is a wonderful game designer and a lovely person. So if you want to get this, you can find it on itch at mir-lock.itch.io slash galaxy or check out the link below. It is currently $12. Make sure you check periodically if that is a little much for you for sales or bundles or something of that nature. But again, great game. Highly recommend you check it out. Highly recommend you pick it up. If you do, make sure you tell her that Steel Stash sent you. And remember, I must ask y'all to stay awesome. This has been a Black Dragon Dungeon Company production. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating with your podcatcher. It really helps get us out to more people and spreads our name out there. Or you can share us with a friend. Other ways you can help support the show is you can check out some of our products over on itch.io or DriveThruRPG. You can also join our Patreon to receive early access and have the opportunity to ask us any questions that you want. You can find us on Twitter at BDDC underscore pod. Or you can email us at BlackDragonDungeonCompany at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening.